when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. That's Luke chapter 4, verse 42 and 43. And there's a reason why I started this podcast this particular way this time. Um, I love that passage. Is Jesus Christ, um, it's, a, it's a passage where Jesus Christ is in a city called Capernaum in Galilee. And he's just finished doing all these miracles and the people just can't get enough of him. Um, He cast out demons. He preached to the people. He healed the sick. And they told him that, please stay with us. And Jesus responds with that. There's other places I need to go be at, to go preach to, because those are the places where I'm sent also. I think about how comfortable Jesus might have been in that time because he knew exactly the route that he was going to take. Everybody could love him now, but then at some point he's going to come into Jerusalem and they're going to be yelling, crucify him. He's going to be hung on the cross. He's going to be spat at. He's going to have a thorn of crowns put on him. He's going to, all of that he knew was coming. How much temptation must he have had? And it doesn't talk about it in the story, but you think about like how tempted he must have been to actually just stay in in Capernaum where the people loved him, where things were comfortable. Personally, right now, this is the last time I'm going to be recording in my apartment at UCLA. This is my last full day of physically living at UCLA. And this week, I was thinking about this moment of recording this last episode um, here in this apartment and moving out, my stuff scattered all over this room, um, boxes and luggages. And I'm not going to lie, life has been hard. I've been getting behind this mic every every week and everything that I've said is how I've really felt but I mean it's still been a battle um and a big battle that I've been having to face is the fact that my senior year at UCLA was cut short and right now I mean everything is just physically like looking at it it's just all over the place um, but me leaving UCLA, me, me leaving college right now is huge for me because I can think back to the great memories um, and this college just being a staple of of our youth, that being done. Um, I could think about how comfortable I am, how comfortable I've become here at UCLA. And quite honestly, man, like I know I don't have any other option, but I've truly been tempted to stay and to just be in some type of state of regret, even though I have nothing to regret, um, or just some state of sadness because I have to leave. But I was encouraged by this verse, these verses. 
Jesus had to go and fulfill his purpose. It wasn't just about staying where the people loved you. It wasn't just about staying where you're comfortable. It was about fulfilling God's purpose. Um, and God spoke to me through that verse, and I hope that he could speak to you through that verse, is that, you know, for the class of 2020, man, we had one heck of a ride, and now it's come to an end. Pretty messy end, an unexpected type of, you know, no one thought it was going to happen this way. Um, but there's more that God is calling us to. Maybe so much more that he had to, you know, <laughs> maybe one day we we'll look back and we realize it was all worth it, you know, that we couldn't have our last three months or whatever it might have been. But God is calling us to more. We still have purpose. It's just graduation isn't it for us. The rest of college is not it for us. We got to go to where God has sent us. So it makes me, you know, in this state where it's like, okay, I'm a bit more encouraged because I know that God is calling me to more so I can leave college behind. Although I'm still going to, I'm still going to be, you know, going through the motions. I'm going to take my time with all that. But like, at least now I know that there's more that God is calling me to somewhere out there. I may not see it fully. I don't know exactly the day it's going to pop off, but I know at some point it's going to come to fruition, physical fruition, that all the things that God's been calling me for is going to happen. I'm going to where God is sending me. But there's something that's been holding me back. God is sending me to do more, but I can't help but doubt. And let me tell you something about me. I am very criticizing of myself. I have high self-monitoring also. Um... I get upset with myself whenever I feel like I don't believe God, that I start to doubt God. But, you know, I was doing my devotion um, throughout this week, and I came to a point where it was just like, I unpacked it. I'm like, am I doubting God? Because I hate when I doubt God. Um, or what, what, what exactly is this doubt? And it wasn't so much that I was directly doubting God. But it was more in an indirect fashion. I wasn't doubting God. I was doubting if I was the guy for the job. Because I know it's going to be unassociated. And I know it's going to be global. I know that God is going to do what he's going to do with unassociated and, and the path that he's put me on. But sometimes I doubt if I'm the right guy. And it may sound crazy because it may be clear to other people, but sometimes, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's clear to other people. It has to be clear to me. Am I qualified for this? And a lot of times it gets me frustrated. I mean, maybe it's I look at, I made a post or published some type of anything and maybe it's not getting a lot of engagement. I start to feel like maybe it's my fault that I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I didn't do this. Maybe it's a lack of organization and like I want to communicate things to my team that I just don't really know how to put into words. Um, maybe it's procrastination to do the tedious, to do more of the tedious work, or maybe it's hesitation because I have fear, or maybe it's I get rejection and how am I supposed to get rejection if I'm qualified for this? So I maybe am not qualified, or maybe it's my own sin. How can somebody who 
does so much for God still fall into certain temptations or sin in certain ways, whatever it might be, cuss, whatever. I can't help but think, am I doing it right? I get paranoid. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? God, am I doing this right? Because if I'm not doing it right, then how can I expect God's vision to come to fruition? It's got to be my fault. I'm just not qualified. How are you going to be calling me to more? I'm just going to mess it up. Maybe I'm just not the guy. And I thank God that I unpacked that doubt because initially I thought I was just directly um, doubting God, but I wasn't doubting God. I was doubting myself. At least I wasn't doubting God directly, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But like I was doubting myself if I was the right one. And I thank God because I've been told time and time again. So it's always back in my head that it's not that God calls the qualified. He qualifies those he called. So I know that God is the one that qualifies. Um, but I thank God because this time he put it to me in a different light. I thank God because, you know, God is not, he has no problem repeating things for us so we can understand it. And I think that this time he repeated it and he painted it in an image for me that I will never forget because it's Easter and we're talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And what God did was that he showed me that the same way God qualifies us to do the things that he wants us to do, to do his will, is the same way that he justifies us so we can have a relationship with him and our sins can be washed away. And I'm going to break all this down, but just understand that before you could understand that God qualifies you, how God qualifies you, you need to understand how he justifies you. In order for you to understand how he justifies you, you need to know who Jesus Christ is. Who the heck is this guy? You've heard his name. You've seen the paintings of a white guy with long hair and a beard. Or maybe in the movies, blue eyes and blonde hair, whatever it might be. Or maybe you've seen black Jesus with dreads, whatever it might be. Or you just hear that this is the guy that all these Christians follow. I actually got in a five-hour Twitter argument with a woman uh, a couple days ago because she called Jesus a cult leader. Maybe you think Jesus is a cult leader. Maybe you think whatever it might be, let's break it down. Who was this guy? How does he justify us? And then, in the scope of things, how in the world am I qualified to do the things that God wants me to do? I want to take this back to Adam and Eve. When we talk about eating the forbidden fruit, what did that mean? When God put us on this earth, we were innocent, blameless, whole, but he gave us the free will to choose. And the choice that Adam and Eve made when they ate the forbidden fruit was to know what sin was, to know what good was, what evil was. And when they ate of that fruit, 
it placed a law on mankind, which means you are responsible for all of your actions, all of your sins. You have to pay the price for all of your sins. And what we call that is a law of sin and death. When you look at the Old Testament, if you guys know the Old Testament, and the New Testament is how the Bible separated because we have the law of sin and death in the Old Testament. And then we have the, the grace. We call, we call it just grace. Grace in the New Testament. The law of sin and death said that if you sin, you die. If you sin, you deserve death. Because you are the one that ought to pay the debt for your own sin. And let's say you sinned, but you feel bad about it. So what you did was that you took a lamb and you sacrificed it as a sacrificial offering to God. That's what it was. Maybe you've read the Old Testament and, you're, and, it, and it rubs you a wrong way because there are, pe- there are people that have died or the people who were killed or people and you just don't like that. And you think that that really hurts your feelings. That's because they're in the law of sin and death. If you sin, you die. That's what we chose. That's what mankind chose when we ate of the forbidden fruit. That wasn't God's will for us. That's not what he wanted for us. But that's what we chose. But we thanks be to God. Thanks be to God because what he did was he realized that, man, although this is a choice that my kids chose, they disobeyed me, and this is what they're in now, what I'm going to do is send them a savior that is going to pay for all of the sins that they've committed in the past, all the sins that they are committing in the present, and all the sins that they are committing in the future. Remember how I told you about that whole sacrificial lamb situation where in the law of sin and death, if you sinned and you wanted to get right with God, again, you had to sacrifice a lamb, or maybe if you're too poor, it'd probably be like turtle doves, whatever it might be. Jesus, we call him the lamb. You've seen maybe those depictions of Jesus and a lamb or whatever. Mary had a little lamb. Right. It makes sense, right? He was a sacrificial lamb, the last sacrificial lamb. When God gave his only son, he said, you are going to pay for all sin ever. That's what Jesus Christ does for us. So now when Jesus Christ died and then rose again today, Thousands of years ago, or I'm sorry, Sunday, thousands of years ago, what it did was it transitioned us from the law of sin and death to grace. And what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. This means that we don't, we don't, we aren't righteous because we do everything right. We aren't righteous because of our works. We are righteous because of our faith in God. When you look at um, Romans chapter 8, verse 30, it says that those he predestined, he called. Those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he glorified. Realize that in that verse, Nothing about you and amount of good things that you do in life is in that verse because it's those he called that he justified. Those he called, 
He justified. He saw you in the future and he said, I want to predestine this person in order to have a relationship with me. And then he called you at some point in his life to come to me. And because you answered that call by faith, you are now justified. He justifies those he calls. But here's the thing. The only thing you have to do is not work hard, is not go out there and feed the homeless and follow the Ten Commandments and never sin and maybe just cover your entire body and walk like this with your hands together and, you know, bow to every. No, 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 no. It's not about the good things that you do. And that's why we get it twisted. It's not about just being a good person because it's not your works. It's not, you do not qualify yourself. You don't justify yourself. You are justified by Jesus Christ. He did that stuff for you. He was sinless. When they would sacrifice the lamb in the old Testament, in the law of sin and death, the lamb had to be spotless, no blemishes. It had to be the best lamb in all of your flock. Jesus Christ was sinless, spotless, blameless, but he paid for your sins. So the works part has been taken care of. Now it's about having faith in Jesus Christ, having faith in God and doing the will of the father. And that is what makes you righteous. Recognize that it's now in the period of grace with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that we call God the Father. Look at the Old Testament. Old Testament, nowhere are, are, do you see the Father. Do you see God re- referred to as the Father? Because they didn't have a relationship with God. He was just God to them. He was the Lord of hosts. But when Jesus came and when we believe in Jesus, that's when we have a relationship with God and he is our Father. It's not about how good you are. It's about your faith in God, your faith in Jesus Christ. You believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again for your sins. God just says, believe that, believe that, and then surrender your life to me so that I can fulfill the purpose of your life through you. (laughs) That's the deal. You know, I look at And this is no disrespect to people who believe all these different things, but it's like whether it's another religion or whether it's another um, um, whatever you do, like recognize that. Yeah, that's, you know, the discipline that you have is I respect that the 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 love that you show other people. I respect that everything. I respect that. But do recognize every human being on this world has sinned. Something must be done about your sin. I don't care what person you follow, what prophet you follow, what doctrine you follow, what has been done about your sin. Because if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then nothing has been done about your sin. Something has to be done about your sin. Because it's not about works. It's not about you justifying yourself by your own righteousness, by doing all of these things. No, no, no. It's about you believing in God, believing in Jesus Christ and him just justifying you because he called you. 
Our works do nothing. It's our faith in God that makes us righteous. And we look at um, Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. It says, I do not, this is Apostle Paul talking, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, the law of sin and death, me doing works in order to be righteous, if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. That's what the word of God says. If you think that you can be righteous just by doing a whole bunch of good stuff, then that means Jesus Christ died for nothing. So maybe this is what you need to hear whenever you feel super bad and like you did something bad or whatever. Repent, ask God for forgiveness, and Jesus Christ will pay for your sins. And God is even going to go as far to helping you in that walk so you can become more righteous or so you can like turn away from the same sins that you used to fall into. That's the, what the relationship does. The relationship helps you. Acknowledge that Christ died for your sins. Acknowledge that this is not about you being you justifying yourself through your works. No, it's about just having faith in Jesus Christ, having faith in God, having that relationship with God. And that is what changes you and works you and molds you into a better person that relationship you have with them because you don't ever want to do things against the people that you love automatically when you start to learn more about God and have that relationship and start to love him more you're going to not want to do the things that God does not condone let that be your motivation your love for God be the motivation for you to not sin as opposed to you just not sinning because it's the bad thing or right thing to do our works mean nothing but it's our faith in God, acknowledgement of Jesus Christ that justifies us. How does God qualify us? Let me tell you that it's not, you're not qualified to do the things, just like justification. You're not qualified to do the things that God has called you to do because you have a high GPA, because you're just have a high IQ, because you're just that good because you put in a thousand hours. No, no, no. It's not about your works. God didn't call you because you're the best. That's not why he called you. Mm -mm. You're the best because he called you. It's not about our works, but it's about his ordination. He ordained you. Look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter one. Read Jeremiah chapter one when it says that he ordained him. He sanctified him. He he knew Jeremiah before he was even in his mother's womb. Jeremiah was set up to be a prophet. Jeremiah couldn't even believe it. And I've talked about this multiple times. Jeremiah couldn't even believe it. He qualified Jeremiah to be a prophet before Jeremiah even came out of his mother's womb. Think about that. You're not qualified because you got everything right, bruh. You're not qualified because you never sin. You're not qualified because you never make mistakes. God knew exactly what he was getting himself into when he chose you. Exactly what he was getting himself into. And we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. And this is Apostle Paul talking again. He says, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Your competence comes from God. 
in this in this verse, when we look at context, he was speaking for people who were being cocky and thought that they can do everything with their works. But this is even for people who are not confident and think that they're not qualified. Your competence comes from God. He makes you sufficient. You are his workmanship. The same way God washes away our sins <laughs> is the same way he washes away our disqualifications. The same way he makes us righteous is the same way he qualifies us. Jesus Christ washed away your sins, so if you just have faith in him, acknowledge him, you are righteous. God washed away your qualifications. So if you have faith in God, you're qualified. When God calls you something or calls you to something, that's it. That's it. Nothing else matters. Not people's opinions. Not people's, not critics, not best friends, not family members, because those are not the ones that called you. They're not the ones that justified you. They're not the ones that um, glorifies you. No, 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 no. That's God himself. He had, he knew everything about you and everything that you would do before he picked you. He knew everything. And realize this because, you know, before I said that, I wasn't doubting God, but I was doubting myself. But do recognize this. When you recognize that God is the one that chose you to do his will, but you start to doubt yourself and feel like you can't do his will. Not only are you doubting yourself, but you are doubting God's choice. You're doubting his decisions, which means you are doubting his decision-making skills. You're doubting his competence to make decisions. You are doubting God when you doubt yourself. If you know you are doing God's will, then you are qualified, man. Know that you are qualified. If you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, know that you are justified. And that is that. So normally we do our confessions um, where I confess things upon your life, but I wanted to do things a little different. I was moved to do things a little different today. Maybe you are somebody who's never committed your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't know anything about this whole justification thing, or this is the first time you've heard of any of it. And you want to know more and you want to know Jesus Christ more. Maybe you've fallen in love with this idea and you want to join the family. Or maybe you've given your life to Christ before, but you fell off and now you want to get back on. We could do something for that, too. For this confessions, I wanted to offer, extend the opportunity for anybody to give their life to Christ or recommit their life to Christ. So if that's you, then repeat after me. I am a sinner. I come to you. You're talking to Jesus. You're talking to God. And ask for forgiveness. I repent from all my sins. 
I want your will to be done in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose again. I believe you are who you say you are. I surrender my life unto you, God. You are my rock and my foundation. Let your will be done in my life. I'm done playing games. I'm your child, and you are my father. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who made that decision for the first time, there's angels in heaven rejoicing. That's what the word says. Welcome to the family. For those of you who recommitted, welcome back. Now, I will tell you this. Now more than ever, the enemy is upset. He's upset that you just made that choice. And he's going to want to bring it. The war has begun. It's time to fight. But do recognize that the victory is yours. That has already been decided. Jesus Christ already did that. The victory is yours. God has already won. But we got to fight. We're not going to quit. We're not going to take breaks. We're going to fulfill God's will in our lives. We're going to bless other people. And God's going to continue to fill our cup. We're going to serve him. We're going to serve the people that he calls us to serve. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in today. I know this episode went longer than normal, but uh, I'm happy that everything that was said was said. So love you guys. Happy Easter. And you guys have a wonderful week.